You are now listening to the Conversationalist Podcast. Well, hello, and thank you for listening to another episode of the Conversationalist Podcast. I'm Jesse, and I'm here with Amanda. Hi. We're recording the Big Six O. It's kind of, I mean, it, it is sixty episodes, and that's quite a bit, I think. But I mean, I think technically speaking, because we've done like part ones and twos of so many things, we're probably like sixty-five. It feels but like still, a lot though, more. Yeah, sixty's good. I feel like that's a good, uh, good round number. It's an even number. Well, but I mean, they're both round. Like, they both have, like, that round shape. You know, like, if it was on paper and you were looking at it, it's round. Right? I guess. <laughs> My reasoning is sound. Anyway. All right. So, um, for episode 60, we're basically going to talk a lot about, um, a lot about uh, television shows and movies. Um, that's pretty much where everything is focused on. Um, so, we're going to start off talking a little bit about... Uh, the Defenders on Netflix. Then we're going to talk about The Tick, which is a show on Amazon. Uh, we're going to follow that up with um, a little critique of uh, the live-action movie Death Note on Netflix. And then we're going to finish everything <laughs> off with um, some uh, Game of Thrones talk from the uh, last episode of this season. And yes, there will be spoilers. Um, so if you're not caught up, get caught up before you listen. Or you it's can not just like listen. you haven't read them already. Right. I mean, if you haven't fucking watch it at this point you've probably already saw it on facebook and blasted everywhere nobody has any consideration i mean as soon as that shit's out as soon as it's over like people are already like posting like oh my god what the fuck happened so yeah um so we're gonna get right into it um now now the defenders the defenders was hyped up you know quite a bit i mean obviously there was uh you know, all the shows leading up to it, and so you're like, oh, shit, this is going to be like a fucking powerhouse of a television <laughs> show. It's going to be super dope. You know, there's going to be all this action and everything like that. And the big question, you know, leading up, uh, you know, to the Defenders is, is the Iron Fist going to be less lame? Nope. <laughs> the big nope from Amanda. Um, so, I, I mean, overall watching the television show i mean we kind of like piecemealed it we didn't like you know blast every single episode over the course of like a 48 hour period not worth it um you know we watched like one or two episodes every day for like a week or so and, and got through the got through the season um you know so all the hype leading up to it like everything that you come to expect you know the quality of the characters from you know the original shows you know daredevil you know uh luke cage jessica jones and then iron fist um, where, I mean, as far as what you expected and everything you read up to that point, building it up and building it up, like where you felt, uh, or how did you feel that the show did in terms of like meeting your expectations? So everyone was great except the Iron Fist. Like seriously, they just made him even worse. Like, <laughs> he was annoying before, but then in this one, I felt he was just more of what everyone hated because everyone was like, dude is supposed to be, like, Asian or whatever, and <laughs> he's supposed to be, you know, spiritual and awesome, and in this one, I just felt like he was just like, hey, white privilege, toss it on there. Like, him going back and forth with Luke Cage was just really... You really wanted to punch Danny Rand in the face because he's just like, oh, I just totally just paid this dude's rent for six months, so let's hang out in this Chinese restaurant for however long. And it's just like, really, dude? Like, shut up. Like, just go play with some rocks or something. Like, just don't be here. Like, to me, he was really annoying. Everyone else, great. Iron Fist sucks. Like, go play in traffic. Like, just go away. Well, like, he was always troubled and, like, he was... he. It always seemed like he couldn't understand, you know, why certain, you know, people took issue, you know, with him. And, you know, people would kind of explain that, you know, he had a lot of privilege, uh, you know, growing up in the in the family that he had. And, you know, uh, I base, basically just all the opportunity that he has, you know, being the head of a company and all of that kind of stuff. But, you know, when he's like talking about his family he's all oh you have no idea what it was like like it was it was actually pretty troubling and you know people were like no dude really your problems weren't that big 
And and like you know, like you said, he spent time with monks. Though I mean, like the contrast is real right there. Like you can get a real piece of what the difference is. And he came back, and he's still just like, hey, black card or whatever the card is. It's just like, no, right. And the thing is too is you know in Tone Iron Fist, death. right? You know in, in the in the uh, in the original Iron Fist show, um, you know when many times throughout the show he's constantly using money to solve problems he's constantly like throwing his money where people don't necessarily want it because you know it's his idea that like hey look you know i can fix your problems you know if you're having money issues you know i can fix that and you know in in a way it's like his supplemental superpower is like having like this unlimited piggy bank to just throw his money wherever he yeah, because he never freaking ponies up with his real superpower, that stupid iron fist. It's like, can you make it glow some more? Like, don't spend 10 hours centering yourself for your chi or whatever and have that thing, like, not glow for more than 10 seconds before you're like, oh, got to go take another nap for 10 hours to power up. What, what I never understood is, you know, so he goes into battle. He's fighting all these different people. He's fighting them as normal Danny Rand pretty much and it's not until like he's getting his ass kicked or or like he's getting seriously outnumbered does he like summon the iron fist to like kind of like turn the tide my thought is is like if you're already fighting the bad guys and you have the power like why wouldn't you use it to like overwhelm the enemy from the beginning so that you don't have to get your ass kicked yeah you know and then like there's other times where like, he's getting his ass kicked, and it's like he's so shocked by being matched by somebody in martial arts that the sheer shock of somebody being able to match him on that level, like, throws his chi off enough that, like, when he tries to, like, you know, summon the iron fist power to his hand, it's like he needs a fucking Viagra because he can't get his iron fist up. You're just like, what the fuck? Like, you know, you were supposedly you know, train this whole time growing up and then you fought the dragon and you're in the power, but you can only sometimes summon it. That's like the equivalent of like fucking being Thor and like you're worthy of his hammer, but he can only pick the fucking hammer up sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. make any sense to like he it would always have to be like this last resort thing before he would actually use it. It's pretty lame. He's pretty lame. I mean, as a character, he's the most disappointing out of like you know, like all the Marvel Defenders characters. Um, I mean, just overall. I mean, I think even on some levels, Amanda's like voiced her displeasure with uh, Electra. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I could have done without her in this one too. Like, really, kick rocks. You know, and and the thing is too, though, is I feel like Electra as a character is actually. I think pretty good in terms of like, you know, causing turmoil and, um, you know, like furthering the storyline of the defenders and then just being like, you know, a versatile foe. Um, you know, I mean, because the, the whole whole thing is, is, you know, Elektra gets brought back in the show and she basically becomes a weapon for the hand, which, you know, obviously causes a lot of conflict for Daredevil, who, you know, is still hoping that there's some good left in her. Um, yeah, he makes a lot of dumb decisions because of her. Yeah. He's like, come on, wake up. You know, I mean, but in some ways, you know, he did kind of turn her, you know, and she did not kill him. And, you know, there were, you know, there were some things that, you know, she did because of their their connection. But, um, you know, I mean, obviously, I mean, even as even her character, I think, is better than the Iron Fist. Yeah, she's still better than him, but they're like my least favorites. But definitely the Iron Fist is, like, the bottom, like, ugh. I mean, as far as, far as the storyline went, and, you know, like, Sigourney Weaver playing the 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 bad guy for, like, a majority um, of the show. Um, she was good. You know, I mean, and, and, like, where the story went, and, like, you know, like, the direction, and, like, where it ends up. I mean, is it, I mean, is it what you expected? Because, I mean, uh, for me, you know, watching the show, it seemed like, from the beginning... You know, I mean, what did it take? Like three episodes before you actually saw them kind of, you know, link up and actually do something like as a team for the most part. I mean, I know they're trying to build it and like they're trying to, you know, weave the story into like making sense as to like, you know, how they all come together. It just seemed incredibly slow. It was slow. So, I mean. I clapped for- my hands when they finally all got together. Right, and then it seemed like even once they were together, 
they there were, were a lot of times separated. where they were still, yeah, like they they weren't united, and they were constantly separating, and they were constantly doing their own thing, and. The distrust was a little too much for my taste. I mean, it's like, yeah, they're not going to be best friends right away, but still, it's like... Right, it's like you guys have, you guys have all clearly done things to, like, make the community better, to, you know, to to make this place safer, that place safer, you know, and so, I mean, with the reputations that they all have and them all being aware of one another, you would just assume that there would be a little more trust there as opposed to, like, well, I don't know who this dude is. It's like... Well, you kind of do, you know, I mean, you know them by reputation. And especially since freaking What's-Her-Face kind of linked all of, all of them together. Um, Madam Gal? Or who? Well, yeah, like the old lady. Madam Gal. Yeah. The Asian lady who was pretty much in every she other show. She was in every show. Yeah. I mean, she's always there, so, I mean, why not, right? I mean. I mean, well, like, for me, it's like, you know, obviously everybody's dealt with a hand on some level. You know, the hand's been involved in everything. And so, you know, when you all have the same enemy, um, you know, and the same, uh, I mean, you all want the same thing ultimately is you want to like, you know, save the place that, um, you know, you call home and uh, it's being threatened by this, you know, massive organization, you know, and, and you have somebody on your right and left side that have formidable powers that, you know, are equal to or better than yours. And, you know, and that person is also, you know, having fought this same entity and, and, and put up the same risks. Like, why wouldn't you team up with these other people to defeat a common enemy? Like, it doesn't make sense that, you know, you would have the, uh, that, that you would have the distrust or, you know, not want teammates. Oh, I was talking about Rosario Dar- Dawson for the superheroes. She knows all of them. Like, oh, right. Well, why I mean, wouldn't they be more? You're something like, like you're like the lady, the lady, and I'm like, okay, Madame Gao, fucking Madame Gao is like in pretty much uh, every show. I mean, I think the only one she wasn't in is fucking uh, Jessica Jones. I think she might have been in everything else. Oh, she wasn't Jessica Jones. And what? I don't know. I, I thought that was the only one she wasn't in, but I mean, I, I was pretty sure she was in all the other know. ones, but. Um, I'm no, trying to I mean, think of, uh, Rosario Dawson's, uh, character. Rosario Dawson's character was, do you, do you know her name? The character name that she plays? Claire. Claire. That's right. Yeah. I'm not good with names. Claire Temple. So, I don't know. I mean, that's just, that's just me. I mean, obviously she links everybody together. You know, she kind of had a thing with, it seemed like she was having a thing with Daredevil, but I then, know. like, the beginning of Defenders, you know, she's getting stuffed by Luke Cage, so... Well, yeah, which makes it interesting <laughs> with Jessica Jones. Right, yeah, and then, like, Luke Cage had smashed uh, Jessica Jones, so then mm-hmm. there's, whole, there's like, a lot of uh, incestuous Defenders intercourse going on. They yeah. all get around. Yeah, it's damn guys. So, uh, you know, I mean, overall, I think the Defenders was... I think the Defenders overall was worth a watch. I just feel like Iron Fist's character brought it down a little bit just because he's the character's super whiny, tone deaf, and, you know, just generally not likable. I mean, it's almost the equivalent of, like, you know, what people think or, you know, the critiques that they make about, um, you know, like Mark Hamill's character, Luke Skywalker, and, like, the, you know, the the original Star Wars movies where, like, he's super whiny. He and, is. you know, that, that whole kind of, you know, the way his voice comes off when he's talking, it's like he's he's constantly in whiny mode. Like, I kind of feel like that's where Danny Rand is. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's, like, the Achilles heel of the Defenders. I mean, I don't know that he, that's what, that's what he's aiming for, you know, when he's, you know, when, when he's acting. Like, if he's trying to portray that annoying, tone-deaf individual or... <laughs> If that just kind of like naturally comes to the like what he's bringing to the table and like he can't know, act right like he's just a shitty actor you know <laughs> I, I don't know if he's just a shitty actor or if like that's exactly what they're trying to go for but um, I mean they I need think to th- fix it either way yeah I mean the show is good despite that um, but I mean the show could have been maybe a little bit better if you know every character was likable as opposed to like you hating that one guy yeah so. Um, that, uh, is our review of that. I mean, ultimately, I mean, this, this show's been out for weeks and weeks now. 
So, I mean, if you haven't, I mean, if it's on your list and you haven't watched it yet, I mean, give it a watch. I, we do warn you, it is slow at the beginning, um, but it does pick up. And no, Danny Rand's character does not get more likable. <laughs> no. So, um, we move on to the uh, Tick live action show that was supposed to be coming out um, on Amazon, um, on Amazon's uh, Prime. fucking streaming service for Amazon Prime. Now, the Tick thing has been known for a while now and they really played it up at uh comic con in san diego um and we both wanted to watch it because like i watched all the cartoons and so did she i did watch the original live action stuff way back i was a fan she hated it um but uh you know i mean despite that still wanted to see it i kind of wasn't sure about you know some of the casting choices that they had made um for the tick but um again we did uh watch the show and i gotta say i was actually pretty surprised at like how good it was it was i thought it was really funny it was funny it it was really funny Uh, again maybe just a little slow because you had arthur trying to decide whether or not he wanted to be arthur whether he wanted superpowers, you know, I mean, but you know, whether he wanted superpowers and, you know, like whether or not he's going to keep the suit that came into his possession, you know, through the tick or. So they went in a really different direction still. Well, yeah. I mean, well, hey, you want to get into that. You know, so what was the direction that, you know, what was the direction before and then how did it change? Well, and did you like it? They focused on Arthur. Like it was just like his whole backstory kind of. Arthur's life and the city wasn't really the city like it wasn't the cartoon will always be my tick I don't care well like what are the differences I mean so the cartoon in the cartoon I mean what's the city like I mean what's the difference in like the city is filled of misfit superheroes that's what the city is it's misfit superheroes and misfit villains that's what the city is right that's not what the city is there aren't any superheroes in the city, except for, like, the ones that died right. in the beginning of the story, which basically sets up why Arthur is so neurotic. hmm So, there's no superheroes, but then here comes the tick, and then Arthur's kind of obsessed with figuring out crime, which wasn't really Arthur before. Arthur was just a mild-mannered accountant who kind of fell in with the tick, Right. I mean, so basically in the television show, what ends up happening is there's uh, a main villain character called the Terror. And the Terror basically um, ends up killing uh, most of the prominent superheroes that made up like a super team. Um, You know, they end up crash landing their super ship on top of Arthur's dad. And then as they're getting out and, you know, they're injured and obviously they're tired... Um, you know, they're all battle-hardened. The terror comes down with his henchmen and basically kills every single hero right in front of Arthur. And Arthur is, like, you know, a huge fan of these superheroes. And then um, there's this photo taken by a photographer that, you know, shows him as a little kid being terrorized by the villain um, before he takes off. Later on, um, another another superhero do you remember the name of that um, other superhero superion 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 ends up getting in a fight with the terror and it's believed that the terror had died because his teeth were like found buried in the ground that was a huge crater and all the shit and so you know there's a long period where supposedly there's no more you know supervillains in in the city but there's basically like a crime syndicate that's kind of operating underground that's you know doing extortion and all these kind of things behind the scenes. And at the same time, there's really no known superheroes that are in the city. So there's no superheroes and there's supposedly no supervillains, just regular crime and cops. And so, you know, then the story starts off with Arthur being a grown up and he's very neurotic and he's just an accountant, but he has this, um, he has this theory that a lot of other people have that the terror isn't really dead. And his obsession is, is that, you know, he believes the terror isn't dead and this is the guy that killed his father and so like you know he wants um to report 
you know, the the terror's existence to a, a government entity named Aegis that's basically like a registration um, center for superheroes to get licensed. And, uh, you know, he, he wants the terror to go down if he really is alive because he's responsible for his favorite superheroes dying and his father dying and all this kind of shit. Um, you know, but then the tit comes into play and, uh, you know, and the, and the tit comes, you know, to see that Arthur's, you know, following a lot of these bad guys around. And, uh, you know, as a result of a battle, when some, um, box gets taken from these bad guys, there's Arthur's suit, which, um, you know, they later find out is something that is possibly going to be used to fight an alien organism, which the only alien organism that's, you know, exists on the planet is, uh, the, uh, superhero Superion. So, I mean, that's basically where the story ends as far as, as far as the show. And, you know, they basically captured Arthur and they have a suit and now the tick is, needs to find him. And, uh, you know, that's, that's where it ends, you know, basically confirming that the terror is alive. And Dot never worked for any shady criminal organization in the cartoon. I mean, what what was the difference there as far as, like, her cartoon character persona? Didn't Dot, wasn't she a veterinarian or didn't she used to work in a veterinarian's office? She wasn't a paramedic. Right, yeah. And I mean, she didn't help shady criminal organization people either. Yeah, you know, that's true. You know, because in this show, Arthur's uh, sister is a paramedic and... Um, you know, in her spare work, you know, to make extra money, she's basically patching up all of these crime syndicate people that are getting beat up by the tick. And, you know, it makes you question her motivation. I mean, at one point she was doing it for the extra money and it wasn't necessarily harming anybody. She's just patching these guys up. And then she quits for a little while because she doesn't want to do it anymore because it's wrong. And, you know, she can lose her licensing and all that kind of stuff. And then later on, once she realizes that her brother is Arthur and Arthur is, you know, kind of turning into this sidekick superhero, you know, with the tick, you know, then she decides, okay, well, maybe, you know, I should go back, you know, into, you know, helping. My thought is, is that she's not necessarily doing it to, you know, help as much as she's doing it to, like, keep the bad guys closer so that she has an ear to the ground on what's going on in the crime syndicate so that she can help her brother. But, um... You know, even still, I mean, the the storyline as far as, like, where Amazon went with it, as opposed to, you know, the original cartoon. Um, I mean, and even the old live-action show, I think, was more true to the cartoon than this Very version different. is. Um, you know, I mean, it still was funny. You know, the tick was still what you expected him to be. Um, you know, very likable, kind of, kind of silly. Funny. and it, He was funny. Um, this but, takes more cartoonish. Yeah, very. And, and and I think the the one gripe that I have, um, I mean, it wasn't even necessarily with like the storyline or even some of the changes. I mean, it, it could have been truer to the cartoon, but I mean, I mean, in, in most cases, when you're talking about you know converting a book into a movie, you're converting a cartoon into a movie, or even a television show, it's always different. I mean, shit. You know, one of the most favorite characters on The Walking Dead, uh, you know, is Daryl Dixon, who's character doesn't technically exist so i mean there are you know things that obviously you know they do to make a, a show a little bit better um i don't know that you know the difference in you know where amazon went with the tick on this necessarily makes it better um you know but for those people that aren't necessarily familiar with the original tick cartoons or you know the original live action show they're not going to know the difference so you know i mean for those purists that you know do like all the original stuff you know, they might have a little bit of a problem with it, but I think overall, like, the tick, as far as, like, what you'd expect him to be, yeah, it, it is a funny show, and the show in itself was, I think, pretty good. Um, again, my only complaint with the show was just how short it was. The season was only six episodes, and they weren't even, like, hour episodes. They were just really short. Yeah. So... There's one big complaint there. I mean, I felt like it, you know, it's as quick as we started watching the damn show is over. So, um, you know, I don't know how long it's going to take as far as turnaround, you know, to get like a season two, but it seemed like there was a heck of a lot of waiting for, it's almost like when you stand in line at a amusement park for four hours, you know, to get on that ride that lasts like a minute and 20 seconds. That's kind of what the tick felt like. You're yeah. like, yay, the tick. 
woo, so fun. And then it's like, oh, it's over. <laughs> yeah, so, um, that was that was generally my only complaint. But I mean, um, if you're a fan of The Tick, I would definitely watch it. Um, again, through Amazon Prime's uh, streaming service, uh, check it out. I think it's I think it's worth the watch. Just um, it's gonna be over before you know it. Um, let's see. Now for our third topic, this one I think there's gonna be a lot more negative comments than anything, but we'll uh, start with uh, this live action Death Note movie that came out on Netflix. Now, first off, um, having you know, with both of us having watched, you know, the the Death Note uh, cartoon series or anime series, um. We were big fans of that series. It was it was a fantastic freaking anime, and uh, I thought that you know, I mean, I I generally try to keep an eye out for you know stuff that is going to come out that I like or that you know I expect I'm going to like. So finding out that there was like a Death Note movie, like all of a sudden, had no fucking clue that it was out. I was like, what the heck? And Amanda had actually you know, come across this first. And, uh, so we decided to, you know, give this a watch and I'm like, yeah, let's sit down and watch this, uh, watch this movie. But then Amanda was like, oh yeah, I heard that, um, you know, I heard this movie sucked. And, um, I was just like, well, you know, let's just, let's just give it a chance. You know, let's just, uh, you know, see what, Let's just cross our fingers and hope that it's not as shitty as everybody says it is. I mean, because sometimes you got to take, you know, these critics, you know, complaints with a grain of salt. I mean, there's plenty of times where somebody says a movie's shit and you go watch it and you're like, yeah, it was actually pretty good. You know, these people just don't like certain movies, you know, so they're not going to review them fairly. I know they were fans of the anime that said it sucked, so... Oh, right. So, I mean, so anyways, we wa- we decide to watch this show. We sit down. We watch it. And the thing is, is uh, I mean, as far as length goes, I mean, what was it, like an hour and a half? About. Yeah. So, it's about an hour and a half. Now, first off, that was my initial complaint. As soon as I saw how long the movie was, and I'm like, okay, there's no way that this movie can be good because this movie is only about an hour and a half long. And as long as the original Death Note anime was, there is no way that you're going to be able to cram that complicated storyline and all of the shit that made that anime good into an hour and a half movie it's just not going to happen i mean you'd even be stretching it if you made a live action movie and it was say two and a half or even close to like three hours long to be able to fit all of that content into a single movie so um i mean as far as differences um you know, one of the things right off is that in the television show, or in the television show, um, what city does it take place in? You recall? Seattle, I think. Yeah, I believe it was Seattle. Or I mean, Portland, one of the two. It's rainy. It's in the States. I don't know. Yeah, so, you know, it took place, I mean, obviously it takes place in the U.S. Now, in the uh, in the anime, um, it took place in... Uh, in Japan and and obviously the you know the main character is Asian you know being being in fucking Japan but uh you know the the you know because this one's taking place in the US the um character is the main character is white um but still has the same name light and the character that plays L uh you know obviously in the anime was also um an Asian of Asian descent but in the movie, um, L is uh, is a, a black guy. Now, the the other thing is too is I mean I thought this was actually like a good casting, but I felt like they did his makeup kind of shitty. Was um, Ryuk? Now Ryuk, um, he was the voice, um, or William Defoe was the voice of Ryuk, and a guy named Jason Lyles was the physical character Ryuk. Now. That's probably the only part they got right with right. that casting, that pair. Yeah, that was about the only thing. Well, I don't know. I liked I liked Light. The guy that plays him, he's actually a pretty good actor. I just don't think 
Well, I, I didn't necessarily have a problem with the fact that he was white or that like the the character should have been Asian or you know I mean any, I just any don't of think the... the character was very good. Kind of the same with L. Like like the guy that plays them is a good actor. I just don't think the character was like. I just think it was a really shitty script, and they both they all went with what they had. I just I don't think it was them personally. Mm-hmm. They just went with what they had, which wasn't very good. Which which is actually a great assessment because I I mean I would definitely agree with that. The thing is is um, Nat Wolf who plays Light Turner and it's Lakaith Stanfield that plays L. They weren't bad actors. I, I felt like they were trying their best to portray. Um, the the characters as they were in the anime you saw a lot of detailed things you know that obviously they did in the anime that like you're like oh shit okay you know they they found those little tiny things that they did in the anime that that you picked up on you know if you if you've watched it before but um you know at the same time you you the, the the script itself felt really rushed you know i mean because like i said you're you're, you're having to cram all of these shows into an hour and a half and so um you know i felt like uh like even the female character um the love interest um god dang it what is her name that that is uh one that i forgot their name's mia yeah wasn't it? yeah it was is is mia sutton um that that uh, she was played by uh margaret Qualley. um now her character i mean she doesn't come along you know, until a little later, you know, in the anime. And I thought her character was way better in the anime. I didn't way like it better. in this one. They, they, they dumbed her down a lot. I mean, the, I mean, the character, like, she was, she was kind of bubbly and not incredibly smart. Like, when she was in the anime, like, she ends up getting wiser to, you know, kind of what Light's doing. And then, you they know. They made her, like, really dark and, like, greedy in this one. Right. And, and, and it's not the character at all um you know there's also i mean a, a, there's a part where um you know obviously she's trying to she's trying to save him um you know and she ends up getting the eyes so yeah. that she basically gets rid of half of her life um you know to help him out and they like never address the eyes in the movie at all you know neither of them ever you know uses half their life to get them and, and the thing is too is Instead here, she was just like, die. Well, and the thing is, too, is like you need the person's name, you know, of, you know, who you're going to write in the death note in order to, you know, do whatever it is you want them to do. You can only control them for up to 48 hours and it has to, you know, be something that's realistic, blah, 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 when you're, you know, putting somebody in the death note to have them do whatever you want to do before they die. <laughs> so, you know, when he finds out that, um, you know, Watari is the, the right hand man of L, he basically just whites Wartari in, in the, in the, death note journal and you know gets him to do what he wants you know to find out who l is and then he gets killed and it's like that didn't happen like in the anime like he didn't just find out the 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 one name you know in order to you know get that she stuff done it. It, it it was it was just it in was the stupid. Movie, she did it. They explained it. Right. I mean, it, I, I, so I missed that, but still, like, there were just a bunch of, there were just a bunch of little things that were completely different and, I guess, completely wrong from the anime. And there were a lot of things that made the original anime, like, super exciting that just were completely left out. I mean, you know, for the purposes of time. And, you know, even the ending was, I think, pretty shitty. I mean, all, basically, just to sum this up, because I don't feel like we can really, like, beat this movie into any more of a pile of shit than it is. It sucks. Is that it was fucking terrible. If you really liked um, the, the original Death Note anime... Don't watch this. Just don't watch it. It's a fucking waste of time. There's nothing great about it. I mean, unless you just want to talk shit about the movie the entire time, about how terrible it is because of all the shit that you noticed that was done wrong, then, you know, feel free. You know, just uh, make a drinking game out of it or something for every time, you know, they fuck up something or do something wrong compared to the anime. You know, like take a shot or like drink a sip of beer because I guarantee you'll get drunk. Um, it's that bad. So... I'd recommend you not watch it because it was a waste of my life and I wish that Netflix gave me a refund. Um, but that's not possible. So, 
Um, we will simply uh, move on from uh, beating the shit out of that crap movie. And we'll move on to um, our final topic, which is basically talking about um, the last episode um, of the Game of Thrones and uh, basically what happens from here. So to sum up everything in a nutshell, um, the Night King brought the um, Daenerys' dead dragon back and now it's shooting like fucking ice fire. And it blew a big fucking hole through the Night Watch wall. And now we're questioning whether or not... Uh, God dang it, what's his character's name? Where is it? Who's the red uh, red beard guy? What's his name? I don't know, the red beard guy. Damn it. I am fucking... I'm going to remember when it doesn't matter. Anyways, so... Bearded red, bearded red-headed guy, the wildling guy. I fucking this sucks, and I don't remember his name. The funny guy. But um, you know, he was on that wall. Um, you don't really see him die, but there's there's question about whether or not he's actually dead. Um, you know, so the the White Walkers are, they're um, you know, basically in the north now. Um, you have Jon Snow having finally bent the knee to Daenerys, you know, saying that, uh, she's his queen. They've linked up forces. Um, but at the same time, they're trying to make an agreement with Cersei to basically come together as a living, you know, as all the living, you know, can be against all the dead so that they're not having to fight a war on two fronts. Um, Cersei initially is like, nope, fuck you guys. You know, even though they, you know, she sees physical proof that, you know, the White Walkers do exist. She's such trash. I hate her. <laughs> and, uh, you know, then you find out that, you know, after uh, um, she speaks with, um, she speaks with her brother. God damn it. I'm like drawn blanks. Midget guy. Midget guy? Seriously? <laughs> when she speaks with Tyrion. Midget guy. Um, she speaks with Tyrion later, and she basically retracts and says, hey, you know what? I was wrong. You know, we are going to send all of our forces to fight side by side with you guys. Then you find out later. Which is dumb, because why would he even believe that? Because she's stupid and trash, and she's just going to kill everyone anyways. Like, who bought that? Nobody bought that. Yeah, and so if you did buy that. Um, You're stupid. You <laughs> you need to go to that wall where the dragon looks like. Well, um, and, and stand so, in that. And so it's funny because, okay, so Jamie Lannister is basically under the impression that his, um. His sister is telling the truth, and now he's starting to instruct his troops of like, okay, this is where we're going to move, and this is where we're going to meet up with so-and-so. And Cersei's like, uh, what the fuck are you doing? You really are the stupidest Lannister. Like, you really thought I was serious? And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, this is actually needed. Like, we need to keep this truce. And, uh, you know, she's basically telling him like, hey, look, you fucking already, you know, um, you know, backstabbed me once meeting with Tyrion you know, you're not going to do it again. Basically, I'll put you to death. And he, he calls her bluff because she was basically saying that she was going to have fucking Sir, Mac Sir Gregor kill him. Um, but, you know, he's able to walk out without getting killed, which was a super shock. I thought he was going to fucking die. He doesn't want her sister Poon anymore. Yeah, he's so. He's done with it. You know, and She's so, probably not pregnant either. Stupid. Maybe not. Yeah. Or probably by someone else, like that fool on the boat. Oh, yeah. Fucking uh, Greyjoy. <laughs> Uh, fucking Theon's uncle or whatever. So, um, you know, so basically you have, you know, all this shit going on. And so you have, you know, Jamie leaving. And so the question is, is like whether Jamie's actually going to stay true to Cersei or whether or not like he's finally going to start thinking for himself. He better and, think and, for himself. And basically take these forces that are loyal to him, you know, and, and join with Jon Snow and fighting these White Walkers because, um, you know, at this point, you know, Cersei has zero intent on keeping her word, which, it, like Amanda said, is like a shock to nobody. That would be amazing, because if they live and they kill all the dead people, and he's got people that are alive, they could go back and kill Cersei, and he'd be like, whatever. Right, well, so, okay, so, you know, as far as, like, you know, big plot lines, um, you know, then you have uh, Littlefinger finally getting his, you know, he it's thinks... It's about time. You know, he, he thinks he's running circles on... Uh, on uh, Arya, and he gets his fucking throat cut. I mean, seriously, it took forever for somebody to kill that fool. 
Well, you know, and, and for a minute, you know, in some of the other episodes, you kind of think that Sansa, you know, really is, you know, eating out of the palm of his hand and that, like, maybe he actually is going to maneuver himself around Arya. And she he's probably gonna... was. And then she probably was like, oh, hey, I have this brother that can see things. Maybe I should actually use him and be like, did Arya really do this? Oh, no, it was this dick over here? Well, let me take care of that. Yeah. And so, you know, basically... He gets ambushed where he thinks that Arya is going to meet her demise, only to realize that that whole that whole thing was for him, and he was the one on trial, not Arya. That dumb smirk on his face, and then he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, he begs for his life and gets his throat cut by Arya, which is Deuce you know bed. no surprise. He gets killed finally, and uh, you know so then it you know then you know you fast forward. You're talking about um, you know Jon Snow." Finally hooking up with Daenerys. You kind of saw it coming. <laughs> you know, you think that, like, Yorba maybe still has a chance, but, like, he comes back and you're like, okay, maybe he doesn't now because she's given him those I want to fuck Jon Snow eyes. Um, like, the most hilarious part of that, besides it being gross, was all the comments about people talking about how he was so stiff when he was, like, putting it down on her. <laughs> it's like, really? It's not that, you know, that that's, like, his aunt. It's like... Oh, he needs to bend it a little more. Like, come on. <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, too, is, I mean, watching the show, like, he hasn't been swimming in the poon. Like, he's probably had some girls throwing their shit at him. But, like, you know, he's pretty sexually inexperienced. I mean, I think he and he's was like just... he's, like, half dead. So, come on. Give him some slack. Right. I mean, you can't expect this guy to start, like, doing porn star moves on, on his queen. Um I mean, but I, I don't know. You think Daenerys would know some shit, right? I mean, she was... Uh, she could have taken over. I'm just saying, like, it yeah. can't be all on him. But it was just funny. That was funny to me. Right. Um, you know, so, I mean, there is that. You know, there's them hooking up. And then you, you're also, you know, finding out the revelation that, you know, Jon Snow isn't actually a Stark. You know, that basically, you know, he was taken under the Stark name and protected. Um, you know, he's actually a... Uh, targaryen and that you know basically his his name was he was his identity was kept secret for his protection and then you also find out that the initial story where like a targaryen had like you know taken um you know one of the starks and and forced marriage upon her you find out that all of this is not true you find out that ned stark's sister wasn't you know forced into anything that she actually willingly um, you know, married a Targaryen and, you know, this child, um, seems to be Jon Snow. So, I mean, with that being said, you have a Targaryen, Jon Snow, who's now hooking up with anti-Targaryen, but he has no <laughs> idea, you know, and then at the end of that episode, you know, when he's, uh, throwing the eight inches of snow into, uh, so gross. <laughs> into Daenerys, um, you see, um, Tyrion at the end of the hall and like he kind of has like this puzzled look on his face i mean like what do you think he's thinking like does he know like does he think he knows or i mean is there something else there i mean what do you think that was about i think he knows i don't know there's been a lot of theories tossed around some were saying that He's just sad because he betrayed her, like, sold Daenerys out to Cersei back when they made the deal. And that's why Cersei didn't kill him when he went to go talk to her. So he's already working on a double cross. And then other people are saying he's kind of, you know, sad because, you know, he was holding out kind of like, I don't know, I guess, like he wanted her. And then some were just like, oh, yeah, just because like an overall... He knows things are, you know, bad things are coming no matter which way, you know, the wind is going to blow. He never wanted her to be on the boat with Jon Snow anyways. He wanted her to be on the dragon flying over there because, I don't know, there's a lot. So, who knows? I think maybe, you know, just because, like, he's always trying to be tactical or, like, okay, you know, if you do this, then this happens or this happens. I mean, I'm thinking that there's a good chance that... He thinks that maybe, like, Jon Snow's relationship with Daenerys is a little too close. Daenerys has always kind of been like, okay, well, you know, I want advice from my council, and obviously he's the king's hand. And so, you know, with her kind of, you know, maybe, 
being in love with Jon Snow to a certain extent is maybe going to make his word a little heavier in terms of whether or not she's going to consider any advice that he has. Well, and she so that maybe takes, you know, right. So that, I mean, that takes a little bit of power from him in terms of like, you know, how good he can bend her ear. And then at the same time is like now, you know, she might not be thinking from like an overall kind of thing where, you know, um, you know, where she's always been like, I'm the queen and this is what I want to do. Whereas like now, I mean, I think love might complicate things, you know, so on some level, like there's a little bit more that can, I, I guess, affect her decision making. Hmm. Uh, I mean, that's just, uh, you know, that's just a possibility. I mean, uh, you know, and then, you know, how does it play out? Like if they find out, like, you know, what, what happens when she finds out that this is actually her nephew and that he's actually the rightful person to the iron throne when she believes that she's the rightful person to the iron throne like what do you is do she there kill him? well right i mean is he gonna kill her is she gonna kill him you know mm, i mean you you there's there's a huge triangle there of people that believe they need to be on the fucking iron throne and i mean does do they end up saying oh well you know i really love her are they gonna do like a fucking um you know jamie um yeah could they get jamie cersei sandwich i mean we've already just established do nasty incest and get married and they can roll together Right. You know, and I even read something somewhere that said, like, you know, according to, I don't know if they said it was according to the books or not, but like, basically, like a Targaryen can only have a Targaryen's child. And so that's why there's, you know, some incest going on there. But I don't know how true any of that is. Well, at this point, there's no more books to go off of anyways. So I guess it's really up in the air. I mean, what they want to do with it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess the, I mean, the final thing is, is, you know, with this having ended is how long it's supposed to take for the next season to come out. I mean, some people are saying that it's not going to be till sometime in late 2018 and that possibly even 2019. I mean, that's a ton of fucking time. Yeah. That's some huge. of them are already doing other shows already. Right. I mean, because they were talking like such a huge lapse of time that like, um, the character, um, who plays, uh, who's the guy that plays Jon Snow? Kit Harrington. Right. So he's already lined up some other television show, I think on like BBC or some shit. And I can't think of the name of the show. Yeah, it's about that dude that, um, oh. What dude? Guy Fox, the V for Vendetta dude. Oh, right. Yeah. It's a show about him. Mm hmm. He's doing that with um, Liv Tyler. I think he's actually even producing that. Yeah. Through his production company. Which I didn't even know he had. Yeah, neither did I but look at him go yeah it's pretty good get it john snow what's crazy that's crazy though there's so much time that they're actually able to book other shows and do other shows without any conflict i mean uh, my understanding is and this is just me guessing but i'm pretty sure i'm right uh, is that the reason it's going to take so long is obviously we're talking about winter winter's coming white walkers yeah obviously this is going to have to take place in a particular season and so the reason this got pushed back so long in the first place is because there was an issue with the amount of snow on location for them to be able to finish this last show um, or this last season. And so now when they're going to have to do this next season, they're probably going to have to wait until, you know, the season is adequate in order to, rec you know, get all the scenes in and then do post-production and, you know, get everything lined up before it can get released that's my guess. Just they because they probably should have just kept filming while there is still snow. But then they're overworking the cast. That's stupid. And I mean, plus, they seem to forget that people have really short attention spans. No matter how big of a fan base the show has, if people have to wait that long, that's a crazy amount of time. They're not gonna have the turnout. I think that they want for the end. I really don't think they will if they make people wait that long. Right. You're talking about like you know six month teaser you know whatever i mean people can keep an attention span along we were talking about like over a year that's over like a, a year, year and, and a half, half at least a year and a half that's crazy that's a crazy amount of time like i don't know whether i'll give a fuck after the, that's I mean, like game of thrones game of thrones oh yeah okay i mean in my opinion it's like okay if you don't i mean you're talking about having you know all this time to do all these episodes fucking run you know like you said just run it concurrent record that shit all at one time you have the season you need yeah, they're going to be on location for a while, but pay them double. I mean, fuck. They're doing twice the work. Pay them twice the fucking pay, right? Pay so, them like, enough to be there. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, so they're already getting paid They're already getting paid for this season, right? So then, obviously, if they're filming the whole next season, then give them that whole fucking season's pay, too. 
yeah. boom, it's done, you know? So it doesn't make sense that they wouldn't do that and that they would, you know, have to postpone it like that long. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, ultimately, <laughs> I swear to God, like you always have the hiccups in the middle of a fucking show. I can't help it. It's so funny. Like, do you get nervous? Is that what it is? It's just hiccups. It's just, yeah. Okay. So I don't know. I think that, um, you know, in general. Unless you put something in my drink. I didn't put shit in your drink. Whatever. It's all passion fruit. Wink. Yeah. I don't know. Vodka doesn't do that. Give hiccups. Did you put vodka in my drink? No. Did you taste it? I don't know. Maybe you didn't pour enough. If you didn't taste it, I didn't pour it. (laughs) Yuck. You shouldn't um, pour that heavy. Yes, I should. No, you shouldn't. Um, You know, but that being said, I I mean, I generally think that, um, you know, the... The season finale was everything that people expected it to be. Um, you know, I just Almost obviously exactly right. By uh, the way, what was yeah? So after the show ended, um, you know, I like so many other assholes. Um, you know, immediately was like, I have to go spoil this for somebody because that's what people do, right? So um, I immediately called my sister, who is always like she's not watching the show until one or two days later. So I knew that like she was right for spoilers. So I called her at her work, and I was like, Oh shit! I just watched Game of Thrones all this shit happened and she's like no no don't tell me and i'm like oh so fucking little finger get his fucking throat cut and fucking john snow fucking banged daenerys and all this stuff and she's just like wow wow i can't believe you and i'm just like hey you know maybe you should be a fan and like call out sick and watch the show it's her job (laughs) i know (laughs) i thought it was funny though i mean she was like i'm still gonna watch it i'm still gonna watch it i thought it was funny as fuck um there just wasn't anything in that episode, though, that I didn't think was going to happen. No. That was the most disappointing part. It was pretty much everything I thought was going to happen happened. So well, I was like, um, except more people didn't die. That was disappointing. Well, this was to, the, uh, so to go to my point, when I called my sister and I was like starting to kind of like hint that certain stuff had happened, she started guessing it. She was like, so-and-so died. And I'm like, no. She was like, hmm, if that person didn't die, then so-and-so died. And she guessed Littlefinger, and I'm like, uh, yeah, he dies. And she's all, let me guess, his throat got cut? And I'm like, shit. I was like, motherfucker, like, seriously? And then she was just like, oh, yeah, you know, so did this happen? And I'm like, yes. So, like, I was going to spoil it, but she, like, already knew to a T, just like you're saying, that, like, certain people already knew exactly what the fuck was going to happen. It's pretty predictable. So, yeah, you know, but there's that. So, Still uh, good, though. I mean, I don't know if it's a year and a half good. But, I don't know, we'll see. They we better make see. it good if they're going to make us wait that long. <laughs> Two-hour episodes, every episode, and a lot of people need to die, except for John and Daenerys, because I like them. Yeah, we'll see what and happens. And maybe Arya, because I like her, too. Yeah, is a badass. I-, I like the way her character's gone. Sansa can eat it, though. Yeah, like, Sansa sucks. <laughs> I don't have a lot of feelings. It's like, hey, they're kind of cool with each other now, but who cares? Yeah. So... Um, that's pretty much it for episode 60. Jesse here with Amanda Woo-hoo. talking about all kinds of cool TV stuff. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> Till next time. Bye. Bye.